This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Quest. This is Nick from Hessian Firm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorff from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. We're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grand Millones de hispanos de escasos recursos en Estados Unidos y América Latina donan el 10% de sus ingresos cada mes a iglesias evangélicas. Gerardo Reyes de Univisión Investiga nos habla de la controversial manera en que manejan estos dineros los magnates de Dios. Solo hay falsos, bien, quieren el que 
We started off episode 231 with Sarco Death from Chile with the song Falsos Prophetas off of the album Engendro del Chaos. And that is coming to you from Adirondack Black Mass, which just released that CD on August 8th. And then we heard Citizens Against People from the normalized release from 2019 with the song Addicted. How was your week? <laughs> the week was good. How was your week? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was pretty good. You um, hung out with the Salako guys on Saturday mm-hmm. at the Music Flea Market yep. over at SoundSource. Yeah. Sold a couple things. Yeah. Not all the things, but no. a couple things. Yeah. Yep. I was surprised by... Um, I don't know. Like somebody, two people asked, <clears throat> we were selling one of your bases. Yeah. Which isn't expensive new. It's barely used. And I think new it's like 120 bucks. And like two different people asked how much we wanted for that. <clears throat> and one person I told 80 and they just walked away. And then one person I told 60 which is a great deal for that. Yeah, it is. Like what I was, I was wondering what they were expecting me to say. Like, what were you gonna like twenty bucks or ten bucks, or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just curious, like how much. I don't know. Yeah. I was hoping to sell all the stuff, but. Yeah, that's okay. And you brought home one of Lon's bases. Yes. So we'll yes. have that. On display in the studio. Absolutely. And I'm honored to have it. Yeah. Same. So. Oh. And the Salako guys put um, some of Lon's gear uh, on consignment at SoundSource, yeah, right? Yes. So that's available yeah. for purchase. Yeah. There's quite a few uh, speakers and amps. I uh, cannot believe. It's like a giant wall of sound. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it all stays local. I really hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and um I think most people know but uh any of that what's purchased goes to his family. Mm-hmm. That's not um, the Salako guys are kind of coordinating that, but they're not. The money's going to his family. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Very good. <clears throat> yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, in house news, in true Gen fashion, something always has to be happening around here. Oh, yeah. So now we're <laughs> having uh, the house, the interior of the house painted. Mm hmm. By the one and only Adam Frapoli. Uh-huh. And he's doing an amazing job. He is. Yep. And it's been fun hanging out with him here and there. Yeah. So. Yep. And he's he's told us about some uh, new YouTube shows for us to check out. Uh, yeah. Which we started on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and speaking of shows, Brian Mason, our favorite movie reviewer, has approved yes. us to watch Barbie. Yeah. So uh, also uh he's playing with Charmer. 
Yes. On Wednesday evening at the Bug Jar. Yeah, he's not playing Barbies with Charmer. No, no. He's playing music right. with Charmer. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they play Barbies too. I don't they know. might. You'll have to go to find out. Yeah, no judgment. <laughs> but we'll be there. I'm mm. excited to see Charmer. We don't get to see them often mm. at all. Yeah, definitely. It's always a fun show. Definitely. You want to hear some music? I sure do. All right. Uh, first up is October Tide with the song Blood Fatigue off their upcoming release, The Cancer Pledge, out October 6th on Agonia Records. Then after that, The Watcher with the song Diva of Divinity. And this is off of their latest release, Chaosora, out now on Spread Evil Productions. Shoot! Some ponies of a dead! 
I guess we should consider ourselves lucky. <clears throat> we see all of these articles about flying um, and all of these crazy things happening mm -hmm. on flights. Yeah. And we have never witnessed anything crazy on a flight. Our flights are usually... What? What? Uh, I was on a flight that one of the fucking engines died. Well, oh, well, I was thinking of like me and you traveling together. But uh, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in a new story, a Delta Airlines flight was diverted because of an explosive diarrhea case. Oh, no. <laughs> what <laughs> can you imagine um a delta passenger sprayed diarrhea everywhere aboard a mid-air flight forcing the plane to turn around and go back to the airport to deal like in their seat um there's pictures of shit all up and down the aisle oh jesus like explosive who who was the person does it say um, the holy shit moment occurred as the Delta flight was headed to Barcelona after taking off from the Atlanta International Airport. While the jet was over Virginia, the passengers' gastrointestinal issues exploded out in the open, giving everyone on board a front row seat to the disgusting aftermath. Wow. People on the flight were horrified and complained about it on social media. One person wrote, my partner was on that flight. It was pretty bad. It was dribbled down the aisle and smelled awful. That is fucking horrendous. Another said, the vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. Ugh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, that sounds horrible. No word on the condition of the passenger. <laughs> I wonder... I don't know. There's two sides of that. Imagine being that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, how do you know it was a guy? Mortifying. How do you know it was a guy? Um. Does it say? It didn't say. So my bad. I shouldn't have <clears throat> assumed it was a guy. Yeah. You got out of a speeding ticket once, I think, um, with a similar excuse. Yeah, that was not an excuse. That was a medical emergency. You did. You luckily didn't shit yourself. Oh, I came so close. <laughs> and you know how. When you have an emergency like that and yeah. it, like you stick your key in the door to unlock yeah. your oh, door, yeah. it all of a sudden intensifies by a hundred. Yes. I was like, it's, this is, yep, I can't going to happen. I can't believe that the, the cop let you go. Yeah. Well, oh, in all fairness, I was sweating profusely. <laughs> like it was obvious I was in distress. It wasn't like, oh, officer, I have to go poop. It was like. The exorcist was trying to come out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, shit, 
Have you heard uh, any of these? There's been studies, I guess, uh, about like everyone talks about how good turmeric, turmeric. I know people say it different. Turmeric, what, however you want to pronounce it, is turmeric. Turmeric. Tur. There's an R though. I don't know. Tur- so, um, <laughs> uh, how good it is for you? For yeah. Different. Like it's supposed to be very good for you, but mm-hmm. um, there are some. I guess some manufacturers are uh, are mixing lead with it to give it its color. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. Like a a, a large amount of lead, like making it. Why really... is that okay? Yeah, I don't know. It's not okay. Um. It says that you can um. You can test it. So we have some. Uh, and I, I want to test ours just because I'm curious. And because I don't want to ingest lead. But uh, it says you can take a glass of warm water, add a teaspoon of the powder to it, let it sit for 10 to 15 minutes. If the powder settles down to the bottom, um, then it's okay. If it doesn't settle and leaves a dark yellow color, it's adulterated. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's also a um, a palm test that says, take a pinch of your powder <laughs> and rub it into the palm of your hand for a few seconds. Then turn your palm over. Pure turmeric will stick to your palm and leave a yellow stain, whereas adulterated turmeric will mostly fall off. Huh. And then you have that on your floor rug. Yeah. I'm going to do that um, test on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here. Let me test these lead levels. <laughs> then I'll have to clean my flesh. Oh, nice.
All right. Grandma brought us something from Ohio this week. Oh, cool. Uh, the band was Clean Flesh. And that song was the first track off of their Basement of Death demo uh, from 1996. Uh, the song was My Fantasy. And according to Metal Archives, that cassette was limited to 20 copies. Oh, wow. Um, How'd you find this? I think I had there's there's a second EP called just called Clean Flesh, and I had I remember them from like the ta- tape trading days. Ah, cool. So that came out in '96. The EP called Clean Flesh came out the following year, um, and then they changed their name to Erotic Incisions which I never heard. Um, and then it looks like they broke up in 2000. Mm. Thanks for that wealth of knowledge. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, have you heard of optography? No. You haven't? No. Is it something with your eyes? It is. Let me read you this article, and then it'll tie it in to that question, all right? Yeah. In 1924, Germany was rocked by a sensational case of multiple homicides. Fritz Heinrich Angerstein, a resident of Limburg, Germany, had brutally killed his family, including the household staff and a murder-suicide attempt gone horribly wrong. Angerstein's horrifying spree began with the murder of his wife, followed by a botched suicide attempt on his part. He then turned his violence towards his mother-in-law, justifying his actions by citing her mistreatment of his ailing wife as uh, the cause of his anger. Angerstein did not stop there. He also took the life of his maidservant, which he later stated was due to her culinary mishaps and and general disapproval of her behavior. By the time the carnage came to an end, Angerstein had claimed the lives of eight individuals, which included his sister-in-law, their bookkeeper, uh, their clerk, uh, their gardener, and his assistant. Uh, Angerstein initially claimed that he had been attacked by bandits who had killed everyone in the house and left him for dead. However, as the investigation unfolded, Doubts began to emerge regarding Angerstein's account. Angerstein was not able to explain why the murder weapon carried his fingerprints or why there were no signs of a robbery that had taken place. Mm. Um, And then it says in his statements, there are a lot of contradictions. Um, Angerstein was arrested and charged with murder, which he denied. Then one of the police officers came in with a compelling bit of evidence a professor at the University of Cologne, or Cologne, <laughs> had managed to photograph the retinas of two of the victims, which revealed images of Angerstein with his arms raised, gripping a hatchet. Get out of here. When That's interesting, right? When, when Angerstein heard about this incriminate, the incriminating photographs, he threw in the towel and confessed to the crime. Um, so I guess... This goes on about optography. 
so optography was um, like a theoretical belief that the eye like took a snapshot of the last image it saw when when someone dies, which is interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and it was believed as a possibility for uh, the late 19th and early 20th centuries, but it's um, it's now been debunked that it's not the case. Oh, uh. doesn't doesn't save anything. Um, but it did get him to confess. Yeah, that's is, interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of this um, this this theory before. I haven't either, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting.
right, we started off this segment a little on the slower side with the song Spill the Dark by Vanishing Kids, and that's coming off of their upcoming release, Miracle of Death, out October 13th on Arrow Music. Then after that, from Finland, Valraven. Is it Valraven or Valraven? Val- I feel like it's Valraven. Okay. I might be wrong. Uh, with the song The Great Deceit, and that is off of their latest release, The Awakening, which is out now on Primitive Reaction. And then we heard Lost to the Void with the song Idyllic Dissension off of their second album, Embrace and Disgust, out now on Blood Blast Distribution. So it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't have facts. Okay. This week, I bring you booze facts. Mm. And one of these sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Did you know that beer spas exist? No. Mm. I'm listening. Now you're interested in a spa day, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so the fact says people soak themselves in warm beer and while they bathe, they can help themselves to a nice cold brew. The idea is that the ingredients in beer have been used as medicines in the past, so why not combine them with the benefits of a hot spa? So I was like, hmm, this is really a thing. And it is. I found an article, 13 Incredible Beer Spas. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing this does not happen in the U.S. It does. Really? So some of them, a majority of them in the U.S., incorporate beer products into a massage. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, and okay, so the first one is in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, there's one in Fort Lauderdale. There is one in Czech Republic and the picture actually shows people bathing in like a hot beer bath. Hmm. Um, has a traditional beer bath, soak in beer for 30 minutes with an option to extend it for a relaxing massage and resting on a heated bed. How do you, I know you're repulsed by uh, the hot tub thing. Yes. Like a public. Yeah. Hot tub. How do you feel about this? In comparison. Um, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. It's kind of the same, though. Yeah. It is similar. Yeah, similar. Um, there's one in Denver, Colorado. There's one in Vail, Colorado. There's one in Vermont. Austria. They need to do the deprivation chambers with beer. Oh. Mm-hmm. That is... We got to go. It's interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got our five-year plan. <laughs> um, but three or four of these are in Czech Republic, which I I found quite interesting. And all the ones in the Czech Republic actually so show people like soaking in beer. Mm. All the other pictures... I didn't read the whole thing, but all the other pictures showed just people getting like a massage. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like 
beer essential oil or yeah you know Mm -hmm. but still pretty cool i didn't know that that existed me neither um would you like to hear a couple more interesting booze facts yes um let's see what we got here um the oldest recorded beer recipe is in a sumerian song the hymn to ninkasi and it was original fo- originally found on a tablet, like a piece of stone, mm. from 1800 BCE. Wow. It's a lot of years of beer drinking. Yeah. Um, communion wine was the first drink consumed on the moon's surface. Hmm. I guess that is debatable, whether... You believe the U.S. was there first or not? <laughs> yeah, or at all. Some people, you know. Yeah. Think that was all. That's true. A Stanley Kubrick operation. Um, beer was considered a foodstuff in Russia until 2013, due to the fact that only beverages that were more than 10% alcohol by volume were considered alcoholic. That is hilarious <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> that's great (laughs) beer attracts slugs that's because beer smells like overripe fruit to slugs thanks to its fermented yeast beer attracts me so I can can attest (laughs) what a slug (laughs) Um, during prohibition bootleggers would try to mimic the taste of different drinks with strange ingredients for instance to imitate bourbon they would add dead rats and rotten meat Wow. How delicious. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Dark liquors are more likely to give you a hangover. Mm. Which makes sense. Yep. Ooh, the world's strongest beer, called snake venom, is too dense to hold carbonation. Tipping the scales at 67.5% ABV, the brew was created as an experiment, but found demand in international markets, and it is not available to U.S. buyers. Hmm. I remember, um, I think it was the strongest at the time. This was in the late, mm, no, it was the mid-90s um, for people, local people. We went to Beers of the World to get this beer. It was the, supposed to be the strongest in the world at the time. It was called, I believe it was called Sandwich Claws. <laughs> I like that. And um, <laughs> or at least that's how we pronounced it. Um and I think it was in the 20s, like 26% maybe alcohol. That's still really high yeah, for it's, a beer. Yeah, it's really high, and it was horrendously bad. Yeah, I can imagine. It tastes like it tasted like if you poured rubbing alcohol on cardboard and drank what dripped off of it. Yeah. It was like just horribly bad. Yeah. 
But it was a novelty item. Yeah. Did you know that Mountain Dew was originally created to be a mixer for moonshine? I did not. I didn't either. Every drop of Jack Daniels whiskey is produced in Lynchburg, Tennessee, a dry country where sales of alcohol are prohibited. That, that is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it's still... Uh, it doesn't say. I don't know if it still is. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to hear, like, and I guess it does exist. Like the dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, milkshake originally referred to an alcoholic eggnog-like drink made from eggs and whiskey. No. No. Let's not do that. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't sound very good. Nog. Um, alcohol is not digested. It goes directly to your bloodstream from your small intestines. Those are the facts for the week. All right. Well, let's play some uh, three more songs and have a drink. <laughs> All right. As we end this episode. Uh, we are going to start this segment out with New Calmo. Another Finnish band. Uh, with the song Deminis Muse, and this is the title track off of their third EP scheduled to be released November 10th. And then we're going to go to Utah and hear Egregore with the song Synchronistic Delusions. This is the title track off of their debut album, which is coming out soon on Sentient Ruin. And then we are going to end the show with Gridlink from New Jersey with the song and Halter Bonoff off of the Cornet Jupiter release out now on Willowtip Records. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And what did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? I don't know what. Wiped his ass. Oh, jeez.